The second reading is found in Peter's second letter, chapter 3. This will serve as the basis for our meditation this evening. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. For the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow to do what he promised, as some consider slowness. Instead, he is patient for your sakes, not wanting anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. On that day, the heavens will pass away with a roar. The elements will be dissolved as they burn with great heat, and the earth and what was done on it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be destroyed, what kind of people ought you to be, living in holiness and godliness, as you look forward to and hasten the coming of the day of God? That day will cause the heavens to be set on fire and destroyed, and the elements to melt as they burn with great heat. But according to his promise, we look forward to new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, dear friends, as you look forward to these things, make every effort to be found in peace, spotless and blameless in his sight. The word of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you a disaster prepper? Maybe you're not, but maybe are, are you the type of person who... who tends to expect the unexpected. Or maybe if not that, maybe at least you're the type of person who prepares for the unexpected. This past week, uh, a certain study or a survey by finder.com came out uh, that was rather newsworthy, and, and it's a survey that they conduct every two years to see, they survey thousands of Americans to find out how prepared they are for a disaster. Now in 2017, they, they surveyed and they said, found out that 27% of Americans had purchased something disaster-related in the past year. In 2019, I might chuckle about this a little bit, in 2019, that actually dropped to 20%. But in post-pandemic 2021, it jumped up to 45% of Americans. Now, what was noteworthy wasn't the fact that it, it's kind of lowered closer to a more normal range. About 29% of all Americans purchased something disaster-related in the last year. But, but what was noteworthy was this. In 2023, more and more young people were making purchases preparing for disasters. In, in this case, 39% of people in the age range of about 27 to 42, that's that generation known as the, the millennials in America, 29% of them made disaster-related purchases. And for the next generation down, those ages around 15 to 26, known as Gen Z, 45% of them made disaster-related purchases in the past year. Now, there's all kinds of factors that are related to this. I mean, who knows, were, were the people they were surveying, did they live in natural disaster areas where hurricanes or tornadoes or flooding are, are more likely? But the, the impression they got from these surveys is that across the board, there seems to be this heightened, this heightened desire to be ready for disaster because of the times in which we live. That shouldn't really surprise us. With a recent global pandemic, political uncertainty heading into an election year, and times when particular food or basic supplies have been scarcer on the shelves, there remains a desire to be ready for the unexpected. Fear has a way of doing that. 
So are we preppers? Are we ready? Do we have that same sense of heightened readiness for the day when Christ comes back? In fact, today in, in our Bible readings, our scripture readings, we're called to be ready to be prepared for Christ's coming, to expect the unexpected. Now, to be honest, it actually sounds rather, rather terrifying. Let me just give you that. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. On that day, the heavens will pass away with a roar. The elements will be dissolved as they burn with great heat, and the earth and what was done in it will be burned up. That day will cause the heavens to be set on fire and destroyed, and the elements to melt as they burn with great heat. How do you prepare for something like that? How do you expect that unexpected disaster? It comes like a thief. You're not supposed to expect it. Yet we are also told to prepare for something better. But according to his promise, we look forward to new heavens and a new earth in which righteous... Oops, excuse me. But according to his promise, we look forward to new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So how do you prepare for all that is coming on the last day? A day we anticipate, but a day that will still come unexpectedly. Well, this evening, the Apostle Peter helps us to expect the unexpected as we prepare for Advent. Now, when it comes to disaster preparedness, there are plenty of guides, plenty of websites, plenty of resources, plenty of lists out there. It's big business. Millions of dollars get spent on that every year. And, and these lists, these guides, they say, okay, these are items you need to do or to purchase before disaster strikes. And you need to do them now because disaster isn't here yet. As we look ahead to Christ's coming, Peter offers us a helpful list as well. Number one in that list is, remember that the Lord is giving us time to prepare. Now here in Florida, at a certain time of year, we know that we need to stock up on things like bottled water, batteries, maybe non-perishable food, toilet paper, things like that. Because it's hurricane. That we get into that time of year, that's hurricane season. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to have a hurricane. It just means that the conditions are right. We know, at least those that have been here long enough, know that you want to do that stuff when there's no storm on the horizon so that you don't have to fight the crowds that are rushing the stores to buy up all the water and toilet paper before the storm comes in. Yet even then, even then, there, even if we know that there's a storm on the horizon, there's time to prepare because there's warning. You know there's a storm coming in this direction. It not, doesn't just like a storm pops up on the coast. When Peter first wrote the words before us, only a couple decades had passed since Jesus had promised that he was going to come again in judgment. Yet people were starting to get skeptical. Why is he taking so long? Will this Jesus ever come back? Is he delayed? Is there something wrong? I mean, God's people were tempted to question God's decision to wait for Jesus to come back. And yet that temptation has only gotten stronger as not only decades, but centuries, a couple millennia have passed in that time. And like people who live on dormant volcanoes, we might be tempted to think, Will he ever come back? Is anything ever going to happen? Now, Peter confronts the skeptics and that temptation by, by reminding us 
how time works with our timeless God. He says this, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends, for the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow to do what he promised, as some consider slowness. Instead, he is patient for your sakes, not wanting anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. So why is Jesus taking so long? Something wrong? Is God not able to keep his promise? Is, did, did God change his mind? Is Jesus not coming back now? Well, Peter wants us to remember that God's perspective on time is different than ours. What seems like forever for us is just a moment to the eternal God. And God's perspective on time is ultimately the right one because he's the one who created time. But why is Jesus taking so long? Well, God has a purpose in mind there too. God considers repentance, you know, that, that turning away from our sins, confessing our sins before God, and, and trusting in his forgiveness to be very important, even eternally impor- important. That's why he had John the baptizer call the people to repent, and he used repentance to prepare the way for the coming king. God cares that we repent of our sins because without repentance, the last day is going to be a really bad day. We will perish when the Lord returns. We will spend eternity separated from him in hell. And so God gives us time to prepare for Christ's coming, to repent and be saved. Each day is another opportunity for us and others to turn from our sins and live. So we prepare for Christ's coming by by using wisely the time that the Lord provides to us. We use that time to repent, but for those who do not, it's going to be like staying in a beach house as a Category 5 hurricane makes landfall, chewing up everything in its path. And in fact, going through that would be a far more pleasant option than what's coming on the last day. That's why it's important for us to go to the next checkbox on our preparedness list for the last day. Not only are we to remember the Lord gives us time to prepare, but also to know what's coming. Think about it with natural disasters. With a hurricane, you know there could be flooding, fierce storms, lots of wind. That leads to power outages, uh, service disruptions, and uh, even building damage. With an earthquake, you know there will likely be damage to buildings, maybe to roadways and infrastructure. There will be aftershocks. There are even changes in the land. There, there's going to be, everything's going to be disrupted. With a volcano, you may have lava going all over the place, destruction of forests and waterways, mudslides, extremely heated gas clouds and loss of property. With war, there are invasions, damage, loss of basic necessities like food, water, and medical care, loss of property. And of course, with all these things that I mentioned, There's the potential for loss of life. What's going to happen on the last day? We heard it earlier. It will be terrifying on a completely different level. It won't just be a localized hurricane or volcanic eruption or even a nuclear war. The actual universe will be dismantled with frightening violence down to its foundations. The present heavens and earth will pass away. All will be consumed and wiped out, and all this will come like a thief at an unexpected time. Yet we're told we need not be terrified of that day. Why is that? But according to his promise, we look forward to new heavens and a new earth 
in which righteousness dwells. What was corrupted by sin will be made whole by Christ's holiness. What was ruined by sin will be made new with God's holiness, with God's righteousness. What was dead in sin will be made alive, and that's why we need not be afraid of that last day. What God will give to us on that day will be what Christ has won for us already and is currently preparing for us even now. You know, John the baptizer was preparing the people for the coming of that king, but it was a coming that the king wasn't going to come in power and glory and judgment, but but in lowliness and humility. John wanted the people to get ready because God's long-promised Messiah, the chosen, his chosen and anointed one, was coming to save them from their sins. Jesus was coming to deal with their pride and their shame and their guilt. And Jesus came to clear the roadblocks from their hearts and from ours with his own forgiveness, his own righteousness, his own peace with God that would be earned as the Lamb of God come to take away the sins of the world. That Jesus came to save us from our sins. That Jesus came to save us from our guilt. That Jesus came to save us from our death and so we look forward to that day when he will return not with fear, but hope. We don't put our hope in the things of this life because guess what? They're going to pass away. They will be no more. But rather we put our hope in the one who makes us holy in God's sight. With that in mind, Peter asks an important question. Therefore, since all of these things will be destroyed, what kind of people ought you to be? living in holiness and godliness as you look forward to and hasten the coming of the day of God. That's a question we have to answer to really, truly be ready for Christ's coming. What kind of people will we be? As the Lord gives us time before he comes again, we strive to be a people who live in holiness and godliness, but how is that even possible? I mean, deep down we all know there's a big problem. We're all sinful. Inside of each of us is that rot that, that separates us from God. I mean, we're naturally selfish or proud, envious or arrogant. We fall into gossip and backbiting. We get greedy or lustful or rude. We tear each other down. We fail to build up. We try to get our own way rather than seek God's will and seeking what's best for others. And none of that is holy or godly. And yet we hear the Apostle Peter. We hear John the baptizer cry out, Repent! Turn from your sins and live while there's still time. Drown that sin, drown that sinful nature in the waters of your baptism and live as forgiven, holy children of God. See, Christ has done that for us already. We don't have to wait for him to come and make set us free. In water and the word, Christ has cleansed us of our sin and made us holy children of God. Now by faith in Christ we see each day as a day to repent, a life of repentance, a day to prepare for Christ's coming as we love one another and those whom God puts in our path to serve. Now what results from that daily preparation and repentance? Well, Peter tells us, Therefore, dear friends, as you look forward to these things, make every effort to be found in peace, spotless and blameless in his sight. We live each day with the last day in sight. We live each day ready and prepared for what's coming. Through Christ, we live in peace with one another. Through Christ, we are spotless. Through Christ, we are blameless before God. And so we get ready. Now, I'm not sure how much of a, di- of a 
disaster prepper you are, maybe you do have a bunker in your backyard somewhere. I don't know. Yet with Christ coming soon, and soon as God sees it, we need to be prepared. We need to be ready. We can expect that unexpected event at any time by being ready with repentance. While there's still time, as our God in his grace gives it to us, we live as Christ has made us to be, his holy people. God bless you as you prepare for Christ's coming. Amen.